Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Because someone has to say it, and no one does it better than Inez Says. And I welcome you to the Inez Says Podcast. Appreciate you being here on the pod. You can find it all over the place. Spotify, WDBO app, WDBO.com. You can also find me on the radio each and every day with Orlando's News at Noon with Scott Inez. Every day at noontime on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 there in Orlando. All right, so this story out of Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, it's heartbreaking, man. It, every which way, this story is heartbreaking. I'm talking about the police shooting death of 20-year-old Dante Wright, young black man. Um, and it's just so tragic on so many fronts. A young man's life is gone. His family trying to pick up the pieces. It's tragic from the officer's standpoint. 26-year veteran of the Brooklyn Center Police Department, Kim Potter, submitted her resignation on Tuesday of this week after it looks, it looks as if she mistook a gun for a taser when she shot Dante Wright on Sunday. Now, in the wake of that incident, there has been more racial unrest there in Brooklyn Center and around the country. So I thought about my friend Rini Ingolia. Rini just recently retired from the Orlando Police Department as a detective. And on Orlando's Morning News on Monday, I chatted with Rini about this story. And let's start with the audio of the incident there in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Taser, 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 I expletive shot him. Um, talk to me about protocol, because obviously it was an intense situation. The kid forced his way back into the car after he was arrested. He ran. But you have the taser on one side, the gun on the other. It looks as if she just made a mistake. Um, what is protocol? What are you taught as a law enforcement officer in that instance? Yeah, Scott, as I watched the video, she, she clearly made a mistake. Uh, she did not mean to shoot him. So, you know, every, every agency's policy is a little different. Um, normally, a policy states that your taser is on the other side of your belt, meaning if you're right-handed, it's on the left, and it's reversal. It's a cross-draw. So you have to reach across to get it so you don't mistake it with a firearm. However, we've seen it before. This has happened before, and I can tell people it's very easy. People love, love to sit back in, in Monday morning back police officers. Um, when you get in a high-stress situation like that, you know, the, you get that tunnel vision. Um, she made a tragic mistake. Now, she'll, she's going to be held accountable for this mistake, but from watching the video and what I see, there was no malice. There was no ill will in this officer. She made a very bad mistake, and, and what I think happened from watching it, and also the protocol, you heard her say, taser, taser, taser. Mm-hmm. You're, what, you're trained to do that because what it tells your fellow officers is, disengage, I'm about to tase the person so they don't get shot. 
Mm. Um, so that's why she yelled taser, taser, taser. Clearly thought she had a taser man, had the firearm. Um, you know, if I was to guess what was going to happen is someone that's kind of been in these situations and, and, and has seen it. And I was in internal affairs for over two years with uh, the Orlando Police Department. So I've seen a lot of actions of my officers. Uh, you know, if, if you hear her when she walks up, she says he has a warrant. So what that tells me is she ran him um, with her dispatch, with her teletext. He came back with an active warrant for carrying a concealed firearm. Mm. So probably in her head, and again, I'm just surmising, but again, in her head, they probably thought in her head, holy cow, he has a warrant for a gun. He's probably got a gun. At that point, she says that out loud. Probably a mistake. Shouldn't have did that because now that alerts the person knowing, hey, they know I have a warrant for having a gun. Um, he breaks away from the one officer, um, resists, gets in the car, tries to drive away. She's probably in the loop thinking, oh, God, he's got a gun. Meant to draw her taser, mm. but drew her firearm because, again, you get that tunnel vision yeah. um, of a high-stress situation. Taser, 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 meant to tase him before he drove off, and she, and she shoots him. Yeah. Does a taser, Rini, have the same type of feel as a gun does? Although I, I know it's a high-stress type of situation, and when I have a bad day, nothing happens to me. When you guys in law enforcement have a bad day, this kind of stuff happens. But does, does a taser have the same type of feel as a gun does? Unfortunately, it kind of does, Scott. Now, the new tasers out there, and I don't know what taser that agency had, uh, there, there's newer tasers that are much smaller, um, but you still hold it like a, like a gun. You still pull a trigger like a gun. So it is similar. And, again, I can, I can only tell you, I, I know it happened in Oakland a few years back where the officer meant to pull uh, his taser and pull his firearm. So it does happen. And it's hard, it's hard for me to express, uh, you know, the high-stress situation. I, I can tell you years ago, Scott, I was in a foot pursuit with a serial rapist who, uh, who had done many uh, uh, sexual batteries, sexual assaults in Orlando, and he did it with a firearm. Mm. And I was chasing this suspect, and it was just me and him, and it was very dark. We were up off North OBT, and it was just me and him. And I'm running with my firearm out, and I'm thinking, boy, if he turns with the gun, I'm going to have to shoot him. So you're kind of playing this stuff out in real time, as I'm sure she was in, in their real time is like 10 seconds. And, you know, he turned, and I was so close to shooting, and I, I never did, and we end up arresting him. And, I, and also while I was chasing him, I'm calling out his description, right? And after we end up arresting him, you know, the gun was on the floorboard of, the, of his car, so I know the gun fell out of his waistband because I saw him go to his waistband. But when we brought him back, you know, after K-9 and the helicopters and we got him, the description I called out on the radio was 100% wrong of what he was wearing. So my point is you just you get into a tunnel vision, you know, and, and I was just looking for a gun, and so your brain just works differently. But you hit a great point, too, Scott. Every job out there... Uh, if you make a mistake, you know, you're not going to take someone else's life and you're not going to get arrested for what you do. You know, if the mailman or mail lady puts the wrong mail in a mailbox, yeah. right, that's a pretty major mistake for that job. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you're not taking someone's life. No one's you're not going to be on the news about it. You're not going to get fired, I wouldn't think. So, you know, you just it, it's hard to walk in the shoes of law enforcement. And listen, politicians in mainstream media are not doing any favors to society when you get out there and say this could have been a, 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 a purposeful act. Uh, anyone that watches that video knows she made a mistake. 
And, and at the end of the day, Scott, at the end of the day, please, I can't ex- express this enough to people. Just listen to law enforcement. Don't disobey commands. Don't disobey lawful orders. Nothing good happens when you do that. Nothing good happens when you do that. Um, if he would have just stayed compliant, been handcuffed, he'd still be alive today. Now, she made the mistake. I'm, uh, you know, we're not saying she didn't, but please do not fight law enforcement. Please obey. And if you think law enforcement is doing something wrong, I said earlier in this interview, I was in internal affairs for over two years. There is mechanisms to make reports on police officers where you think have done something wrong. But when you fight and you resist at a scene, nothing good can come of it. Yeah, it's just tragic all the way around. We've talked on my podcast, you and me, before. You know, we were taught at a very young age when law enforcement tells you to do something, you do it. You do it. Um, And I realize that it's not politically correct uh, to talk about what a 20-year-old young man who should still be alive right now. But where's the respect, Rini? Like, where's the respect? We got to get back to having more respect on both sides. Where's the respect gone? Well, and we have a problem in society in whole. And it's not just law enforcement, Scott. It, it's respect in all facets of society. Teachers aren't getting the respect they need. I mean, young adults aren't respecting elders. I mean, it's just, it's a societal issue. I really believe that. And obviously police are at the top of it because, you know, they're dealing with people and they're in the headlines and they're in the media. So, yeah, you know, and to me, listen, I'll get on my soapbox for 10 seconds here. It starts in the home. You have to raise your children correctly. You have to raise them to respect people, respect authority, whether it's their teacher, whether it's their coach, whether it's law enforcement. And I think we're losing that. So we need to come in grips of where we're going in the society and how we're raising our children. Because I really believe it's my personal opinion. It all starts in the home. And much appreciation to former Orlando police detective Rini and Golia for that chat on Orlando's morning news on WDBO on Monday. Again, just tragic all the way around. Now, Officer Kim Potter has been charged in the death of Dante Wright. She has resigned. The police chief has resigned in Brooklyn Center. And the unrest continues just about 10 miles from where the Derek Chauvin trial is going on. That's going to do it for the Inez Says podcast for today. Appreciate you being here. Catch me on the radio every day with Orlando's News at Noon on WDBO in Orlando, 12 noon every day. I'm Scott Inez. I'll see you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.